Good morning, praise the Lord. Great to, great to know that you are all fine. I missed out the celebration yesterday. I am sure you guys cut cake and shared the goodness of God. Uh, this morning, I want to thank God for the privilege that the cluster coordinator shared with me to share uh, to share the word of God for the next two days as we start a new season. And allow me to share some of the series we are sharing at Country Office. And these are break camp series. And today our topic we are going to discuss about is you have stayed here long enough. And therefore I want to invite the person reading Deuteronomy chapter 1 verses 6 to 7 to read for us, please. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 6 to 7. The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break up and advance into the hill country of Amor. Right? Go to all neighboring peoples in the Arabah, in the mountains, in the west foothills, in the Negev and along the coast, to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the Ephraites. See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and to their dependent thank you thank you so much uh the context of that scripture is the israelites had camped at mountain sinai for a while it is at that mountain that they had received the commandments of the lord it is at that commandment that uh, it's at that place that they had received the instructions about following god but you know what? Still at that same mountain, they sent scouts ahead of them to be able to spy the promised land. And partly some of the team which came back brought back reports which scared them. And that also contributed to them staying longer at that mountain. So that verse starts at a place when God is telling them, you have drilled at this place long enough. It's high time for you to get out of this place and be able to, to explore, to occupy the lands that I've prepared for you, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody who has uh, prepared for Hebrews chapter 5, 12 to 14, please read for us. In fact, in fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truth of God's word all over again. You need milk, not soft food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. Actually, food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves 
distinguished food from evil. Thank you so much, Brian. Somebody read Hebrews 6. Continue from there, 6, 1 to 2. Okay. Let us go forward, hmm. then to mature teaching, yes. and leave behind us the first lesson of the Christian message. Hmm. We should not lay again the foundation of turning away from useless works hmm. and believing in God. Hmm. Of the teaching about baptisms and the laying on of hands of the resurrection of the dead and the eternal judgment. Fantastic. Thank you so, so much, Bran and Milia, for those two readings. Uh, through Hebrews, from, through, verse, through chapter 5 and 6, we are able to appreciate again the, the author brings us to a part of the Jewish Christians who had spent so much time stuck on a few basics in their lives. They were immature because they were still holding on to some of the things that the, the old traditions, the established doctrines, the discussions of the basics. They wouldn't be able to understand the high priestly roles of Christ unless they moved out of the comfortable position. They were supposed to cut out some of the Jewish ties and they are supposed to let go of some of the things which are not contributing to the new faith that they had confessed. They hadn't gone beyond the basics. It was a requirement for them to be able to start teaching that which they had learned. Friends, commitment to Christ requires that we, we move out of our comfort zone and we do things that may not be so comfortable to us. In order to grow from infant to a mature believer, we must learn discernment. We must train our conscience, our senses, our mind, our body to distinguish good from evil in order for us to be able to break camp we need to be able to leave everything that appears in quotes as so nice but yet limits our progress and advance into a future that we may not know yet but we trust that god is going to be able to define for us the, the scripture that we read in Deuteronomy, the Israelites had understood the environment at Mount Sinai and therefore everything was predictable. Now God is telling them to leave the predictable so that they can tap into the unpredictable with the love and the trust of the loving God who had moved them out of Egypt with the promise to the promised land. Ladies and gentlemen, as we start a new season, there are things in the new season that we may not know about, but God wants us to trust him to transition ourselves into the new season. And if we got to be successful in the new season, we got to transplant ourselves. When I say transplanting yourself, you get to uproot the whole of Scovia, from one destination A to a destination B. 
Transplanting is not bending into the new season. It is not changing the makeup on your face. It is total cleansing. You're total washing your face and applying a new set of makeup. In order for the Israelites to be able to move into the new dispensation, they are supposed to let go of everything they knew that was relating to Mountain Sinai to be able to understand works in the promised land. And that's why the writer in Hebrew as well is trying to tell the Jewish Christian then that they had fed on the basics for a long time. It is high time for you to add a verse. It is high time for you to add a verse to mature things. Friends, as we transition into the new year, what do you want to start doing? What do you want to stop doing? What do you want to stay doing? There are things that you used to do in the old season that you may not be able to do in the new season. The anointing for the old season was good enough. You did mighty exploits. You did wonderful things. But you need a new anointing for the new season. Maybe you want to consider a new approach to doing inductive Bible study. Maybe you want to consider a new approach to team devotions at your project. Maybe you want to consider a new approach to mentorship and coaching as an individual. Maybe you want to consider a new approach to investment and saving. Are there things that you want to start doing? Yes. Possibly the fellowships have been great. Praise the Lord. Keep them on. Possibly the personal growth activities have been awesome. Keep them going. But you know what, friends? There are also things that you are going to stop doing as we transition in a new season. And that is space for you to think about. Maybe it's procrastination. Every other day you keep giving excuses. You keep saying, I'll do something and you don't do it. I want to challenge you, friends, in this new season, you got to cut off every weight that keeps you back. You got to cut off everything that limits your progress. Let me tell you something wonderful, friends. The greatest limitation to your progress is yourself. The new season is going to require a new mindset. The new season is going to require a new approach. The new season is going to require a, a, a new a newness in attitude. I keep thinking about a scripture in the Bible that talks about God cannot put new wine in an old wineskin because it will break. You are still the same person, but you need a new mindset to transition and work in the new season. Maybe your situation is not Mountain Sana, it is the COVID situation. You had thought the COVID break would take one month, 
The COVID take will take six weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, we are entering almost the fourth month. You have dwelt at that place long enough. It is time for you to awaken and go to another level. It is time for you to give a new approach to things. Let me give you a personal story as I bring this to a close. My late dad who died in 2017, oh my God, I loved him so much. He, he used to work in Bank of Uganda and he was so passionate about what he did. And every holiday he took me he took me to his place of work and I remember sitting in his chair and making phone calls to the friends you you know you could go with a list because you knew you were going to access a phone with credit and you call friends and you were excited you you enter a lift and you are so happy about being in the lift at that age I can't tell you that I knew what I was learning. But fast forward, I'm starting to appreciate that at that age, he was painting for me a future. He was trying to show me the possibilities of what life can offer. I remember several times I could sit in the library of Bank of Uganda and read from morning to evening. And I want to let you know, friends, up to date, I love reading because I was exposed to reading at an early age. I love to be better because when I was growing up, I had somebody who touched my shoulder and took me to a place and I longed to work in Bank of Uganda. And I want to thank God because I've not worked in Bank of Uganda, but God brought a beautiful opportunity of the place where I am working right now. But why do I speak this? Why do I share this story? It's because something exposed me, somebody exposed me to an environment that greatly contributed to what I am right now. Could it be that there are people that are counting on you to expose them to an environment that will become their destiny? Could it be that you have dwelled long enough at that place and you need to move on? Maybe for it's a situation. It is a relationship that you are still holding on, believing it can still work. Let me tell you. Sometimes there are fires that God will not quench, but he will stand in the fire with you. There are lions that God will not kill, but he will close their mouth so that the people who have thrown you in that den will know the goodness of God. <laughs> there are situations that God will not solve for you, but he will give you the grace to be able to work through. There are supervisors that God is going to bring before you who are tough, not because they are bad, but God wants to make you better for the next level of your life. Maybe you just want to become better in your life. <laughs> Friends, don't forget that there are people who are counting on you. There is somebody who is counting on you to become better in their lives.
So as we get the awesome privilege of again serving the children that God has invited us to serve in this new season, what do you want to do different, child of God? How do you want to influence that youth? Every other day when I speak to you friends with passion and I say, let us expose our youth to the best of the best in this country. It's because there is a youth who when they hear the voice of one of the best person in the country, their life will change. They will get a thought in their mind that I can be the president of the, of the Republic of Uganda. I can be the speaker of the parliament of the Republic of Uganda. I can be the director in private sector foundation. I can be a member of parliament. Why? Because they have been exposed to somebody who has achieved it. I want to invite us, ladies and gentlemen, in these 17 minutes. What is it that you want to do different in this season? For your life. For those you lead in your family, in your career. Everything that you have not planned for, you will not achieve. Everything that you have planned for, you will achieve because you're going to take intentional steps in achieving it. So I pray for you that in this season, you will not dwell at that place long enough. I pray that the Lord will bless you. I pray that the Lord will anoint you in this new season. I pray that the Lord will use you in this new season in the name of Jesus Christ. May God elevate you to great heights in your business. May God elevate you to great heights at that places where he has put you in this season. Being in Kanongo is just a temporal assignment. There is something that God desires you to do greater than where you are right now. Will you hear his voice? Will you discern his voice? Will you wait upon him? It's my prayer that wonderful Father, you'll bless everybody listening to this call right now. It's my prayer, Jesus, that you'll elevate every individual, that you'll use each and every one of us to be a blessing to those that we serve for the glory of your name. Thank you so much for allowing us to serve. And we pray that we shall hold the mantle passionately. We shall hold the mantle aggressively. Why? Because somebody is counting on us to be better in their lives. Thank you so much, friends. God richly bless you. I hand it over to the coordinator of this meeting. God bless you.